With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming. Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details. What's up, everybody? This is Scott Yeager here with another edition of Challenge Mania. This episode is brought to you by DraftKings. That's right, guys. We're back at it again. We've teamed up with our friends at DraftKings so you can play free fantasy basketball. That's right. Hoop it up this Friday, March 15th. Totally free, no deposit required, no money down. Here's what you need to do. Just go to dkng.co slash challenge mania. That's dkng.co slash challenge mania. Draft a full lineup of basketball players for free. Watch your players rack up points, score the most points, and you win prizes from DraftKings. And in addition, you will take home a custom challenge mania shirt that is not for sale anywhere else. That's right. Limited edition challenge mania shirt that you cannot buy. The only way to get this is by winning DraftKings this Friday, March 15th, dkng.co slash challenge mania that's right shoot some hoops with me and d the other info will be in our profiles over on twitter and instagram if you need the info there and remember eligibility restrictions apply see the website for details all right you didn't come for me you came for d and it's a good thing this guy's not on war of the worlds because if he was he probably would have gotten sent home by now because that's what happens to legends of the game on the show apparently but he's not on war of the Worlds. he's here with me to interview a guy who did go home pretty early on the season that's right, Mr. Derek Kaczynski here with me. What's up, brother? Well, you didn't just come here for me. You came here for all these crazy stories that we bring to the table uh, on Challenge Mania that you can't hear anywhere else, including yours, Scott. Um, I know we got a guy on the line today that's got ha- has had more drama in 15 years than anyone I'll ever meet in my entire life on TV. At that. Uh, but the, the story is with you, man. And I, and I hate and I hope you don't get mad at me. And I hope Lindsay doesn't get mad at me for blowing up your spot. But you had you you just I want to talk to everyone about the dedication, uh, you know, that you have for for our show and, and, and everything that, that we do here, because you almost had a baby today. Yeah, I don't know if she's going to want us to talk about that. So let's not say that, but we'll just say, uh, but yeah, so uh, a little bit of a crazy Sunday for me over here in New York, but we were able to make it happen for you guys because we really wanted to make sure we got you this interview. We know you guys have been clamoring to hear from Johnny Banana since we had him on the first time in the fall. This is our second appearance of arguably, I mean, look. Love him or hate him, you can't argue the fact that he's one of, if not the face of the Challenge franchise, a face that went home on episode two of War of the Worlds, which we covered extensively over in the War Room. But here, we're going to cover it extensively with the man himself. And a lot of people are thinking that this season, War of the Worlds, is a changing of the guard in the Challenge world. And who better to talk to than the man who stands guard for the franchise on a daily basis? And, you know, look... This might be a changing of the guard, might be a passing of the torch. Johnny Bananas went home early. We don't know who's going to win this season. He did go home at the hands of his rival, Wes. We're going to unpack all of that with Johnny Bananas here. We've got a really exciting episode for you guys, um, and we think you're going to like it. And we got a little bit of a surprise guest coming up in this episode, too. Should I say that, D? Should I tease that? Cue the air horn. Oh, yeah. Surprise guest. Such a surprise. Yeah. Literally, for both of us, surprise. So uh, we'll get to that, too. Before we do, I mentioned the war room. 
Patreon.com slash Challenge Mania. We're having a lot of fun over there every single week with our band of pod squatters. That's what we like to call you guys who help support this show, who keep this show for free on iTunes for all the freeloaders, but also get bonus content every Wednesday. Here's what we do. War of the Worlds airs at 9 p.m. Eastern time over here. D's in West Virginia. I'm in New York City. We watch it. We give ourselves about 30 minutes, 45 minutes to reset, take notes, and then we enter the war room, which is where we do an episode breaking down that challenge episode verbatim, start to finish. We take questions exclusively from patrons that are coming in as we are taping the episode. It's really fun. It's interactive. And sometimes we bring on special guests. We had Jasmine on last week or a week or two ago. I think we're going to be having Brad Friorenza on. Who knows, we might even be getting Kahutahan down the line. Marie Rhoda's coming on to talk to us. Melinda will be coming on, folks. So it's a really fun way to participate in the challenge conversation as it's happening week to week. And so these podcasts are going to remain long-form interviews. And sure, we're going to break down the season with our guests. You know, we've had a string of rookies on. We had Ninja Natalie. We had Chase. We had Josh. And sure, we're talking about the season two. And in this episode, we talk about Johnny Banana's experience on the show and a real broad a broader conversation with Mr. Bananas. But on Wednesday nights when we go in the war room, all bets are off, uncensored, and just whatever we want to say fresh in our brains about the episode that just happened, and only that episode for the most part. So it's a lot of fun. You know, one thing that I forgot to mention, if there's a tie, if they really do test TJ's patience and there's a tie, I really do think that they're just going to bring out the rings again and do the three-way ring wrestle and form that new team, Scott. I think that's it. That'd be nice. That'd be interesting. Speaking of forming a new team, we form a new team. We build our team every week. We get some new patrons over at patreon.com slash challenge mania. A lot of that is due to you guys wanting to support our show, but a lot of it's due to the war room. And, you know, I'm glad that you guys are taking to the show and liking it. If you have liked it, please tell other maniacs that you've enjoyed it. And I get the feeling you guys are already doing that, so I don't need to tell you too much to do that because... Here's who we got in the last week or so when it comes to new patrons. Katie Postlewaite, Joe Stanton, Kelly Ola, Carly Garza, Shooter McGavin. Oh, I like Shooter McGavin. We're talking about Happy Gilmore in the house. Austin Digman, Jennifer, Kelly Green, Shayna Campbell, Malachi Wilson, Laura Jordan, Krista M., Brianna Christie, Ronnie McKelland, Marissa G., Jessica Burns, MKE, Octavia Hudson, Anna Marie Moore, Alicia Nunez, Cassie Allison, Andrew Lincoln, maybe it's a Walking Dead fan, maybe it's just a coincidence. Michael Gerhold, Lauren Kiepley, Sharon Mast, Mallory Zwiebel, Casey Cole, Brianne Wilson, Jamie, Kimberly Rodart, Jade Broussard, Sean, Ariel Alderman, Beckett Hennessy. What's up, Beckett? How you doing? Aria Kamibab, Tyler Selby, Shelby Dene, uh, Albert Ferreira, Caitlin License or License, Jacob Reed, Cecile Arujo, Amy Martinez, Mackenzie Saunders, Justin, Brandon Francis, Jeremy Eland, Stephanie Moss, Justin Clark. Wow. I mean, talk about a ton of new faces here wow. um, when it comes to Challenge Mania. We really appreciate you guys joining the team. Um, and, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. I don't want to forget. Are any- you stopping there? Did, did you mean you're just stopping there? There's more? Well, I'll be honest with you. This list is so long, I forget where we cut it off last time. You know, I don't want to bore everybody by just naming names for uh, for five, ten minutes on the podcast, but I also don't want to leave anybody out. Well, if you were left out, be sure to hit us up, and we're going to shout you out. And if you are new to the squad, 
and uh and 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 you want to hit us up on twitter you know we love hearing from you guys you're a part of the family now you guys make this show exist you guys make this show go on so thank you from me to you from me and scott to you for sure yes we really appreciate every single one of you guys uh for becoming challenge mania patrons and we'll make it worth your while we promise we do contests over there uh we're doing a march madness bracket that's right our man mike bon giovanni is going to run that thing if you're a patron you can play in that whoever wins the march madness bracket will win a spot on meet the patrons which is where you get to be a guest on challenge mania we interview you you're in the hot seat and you can talk to us about whatever you want challenge wise share your story talk about your favorites talk about war of the worlds whatever it's called meet the patrons if you want to get an idea what that's like you can go over to patreon.com slash challenge mania right now and you can listen to any episode of meet the patrons that we've ever done for free even if you're not a patron you can get a taste of what that is like over at patreon.com slash challenge mania few other things i just want to shout out uh just here's a couple more patrons just in case we didn't get to you last time m garcia shelby urista savannah perringer jennifer moore emmanuel rodriguez lily mejia christopher lawrence austin kilgore jesse staple thank you guys so much all right here's the story we got the challenge mania shop that's the place where you can support your favorite challenge stars like dko mark long car maria paulie calafiori marie rhoda kayla casillas Shady Shane. He's been getting us in trouble lately, but you can get it over Shady Shane merch over there too. Jemmy, Carol, whole slew of challenge favorites. Darrell over there as well. And we're going to be adding new merch to the challengemania.shop. Make sure you're checking it daily. On Wednesdays, we go to war, folks. And we're going to be having that t-shirt pretty soon too. On Wednesdays, we go to war over at challengemania.shop. And at patreon.com slash challengemania on Wednesdays, we go to the war room. Um, I want to shout out one of our sponsors this week, Care of Vitamins. Care of is a monthly subscription vitamin service that delivers completely personalized vitamin and supplement packs right to your door. How do they know what you need? You take an online quiz. It's fun. They ask you about your diet, health goals, lifestyle choices. It takes five minutes. And then what you get is daily servings of vitamins that you just un- unpack it, boom, pop it in, and you're good to go. It can be really hard to know what vitamins and supplements you should be taking, but Care of makes it easy to find out what you specifically need to be your healthiest. For 50% off your first month of personalized Care of Vitamins, go to take careof.com and enter the code challenge 50 that's right 50 percent off folks okay whoh i think i got it's all free the plugs friday. Out. it's free friday i think i got it's all the plugs friday out with challenge media and DraftKings this friday yeah it's gonna be free a fun friday. play some fantasy hoops with us this friday and you can win a limited edition challenge mania swag all right let's get to johnny bananas without further ado johnny bananas love him hate him you know him and i think you're gonna be listening to this interview it's a fun one and uh, let us know if you enjoyed him on the show let us know you can find us on twitter i'm at shot of jaeger he's at derek mtv on instagram i'm at scott of jaeger he is at derek mtv and he's at johnny bananas you know where to find the man make sure you're watching the show on saturdays after snl first look he travels the globe making people laugh making people smile and uh let's go let's let we got a ton to talk to him about this season i mean west zach all the politics the veterans turning on each other the new blood in the challenge world let's get to it d Let's do yeah, it. I don't think we're going to get to all my old school questions with all this stuff going on. Scott. Too much so, going on. Whatever. Too much I'm done on. taking notes before podcasts. I I'm know. done with it. All right. 
Just like season one of Game of Thrones had to end with Ned Stark being decapitated, the War of the Worlds and this new generation of the challenge had to begin with the elimination of the franchise player, Mr. Johnny Bananas. And he is here to unpack it all with us today, making his second appearance on Challenge Mania, Mr. Johnny Bananas. How are you, brother? Yeah. So I'm the Ned Stark of the challenge now. I was I I, I always thought of myself more as the Jon Snow. Well, you were at one point, but now it's like you've grown <laughs> up. You've had your kids. You know, your kids are winning championships. And now it might have had to be time for you to get your head cut off for this thing to really get going. Because have you seen the freaking ratings, bro? Yeah, it's dude. It's they're they're on fire, man. This is this season. I think. Uh, Dare I say we've we've uh, we've thrown it back to the old school, man. And I think uh, I think based on, you know, the format of the season, the physicality, um, the fact that we've got a challenge and elimination every season, the all star, you know, vet lineup that's been brought back. I mean, dude, all the elements of uh, what the fans wanted, they're all they're all there. So. Well, uh, well, thanks for coming on again. I know the last time we had you on, we did a, a talked a lot about first look. I just checked out a couple couple episodes. I don't have NBC, so I feel like the biggest dickhead of a friend that I don't I don't actually watch watch as much as I want to. But I went and checked out, you know, the 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 doom buggies in the sand, and um, I I wish the medieval one was on. Um, but uh, it, it looks like you're having a great time on there, man. Turn this, but that one came on Saturday night. Buddy, it's it's an amazing time, man. Um, I mean, honestly, dude, like when you talk about probably the coolest job I could have ever, you know, hoped for. I mean, this is it. I mean, the stuff they've got me doing on a weekly basis. Like I said, I mean, we just got back from Scotland, dude, a few weeks ago. Um, I was sword fighting on top of a castle in uh, in Sterling, uh, Scotland. I mean, I made a a custom suit at the oldest tailor in in Great Britain. Uh, drank gin, made whiskey. Um, it was, it was pretty much a, you know, pretty epic adventure. So, and, uh, and golf with Tiger Woods golfed with, I didn't <laughs> golf with kidding. Tiger Woods. I golfed, I golfed, listen, I golfed at the same course as Tiger Woods. And now Tiger Woods for the rest of the time can say that he teed off and the same hole that Johnny Bananas teed off on. So, yeah, Derek's yeah. got people Googling. How could you possibly have MTV, but not NBC right now? I think that's what everyone's wondering. After. It's sling TV. I have <laughs> sling TV. I got like 50 channels. All I need is ESPN MTV and a couple of movies here and there. And, um, and as long as my son can play Fortnite, we're all good. Johnny, let's talk about, I mean, this new wave of the challenge that we're in. It's funny because we talked to you towards the end of the final reckoning where we got a little bit of this. It's when we first got our, our wave of big brother competitors coming in. I think the, the everybody versus Johnny Bananas thing really was, you know, at its peak. You and Tony came up slightly short of making that final there, but it was, it was clear that there was a changing of the guard in place when it came to the amount of people who even played with you, let alone got along with you. And and the other folks on the field. Now we're at, we're at a season where it's literally half and half. You have some of those players that you had only played half a season with. They're on the veteran side, technically. And the other half is populated with straight newbies, rookies who have never played before. So talk about that. I mean, when you were going through the final reckoning where you were like, were you hoping like, okay, this is the apex of how much they're going to change this show. And when you walked into War of the Worlds, were you like, oh, wait, I can't believe there's actually another step they could take? I mean, to an extent, I actually thought, though, that the format of this season was going to play into my favor, right? Because, yeah, when you look back on Final Reckoning, I mean, not only did Tony and I start off in, in, in a hole, you know, against the, the Lavender Losers and the Team Young Burglars, but um, what they ended up doing then was essentially shipping in, 
you know, members of their alliance. It's like that alliance just got bigger as, as the challenge went along. It was like first it was Hunter and Ashley, and after that it was Corey and Devin. It's like, can, are they just going down the list and, and picking every single person that wants to go against me and then shipping them in? So it, it just made an already tough situation even, you know, more difficult. Uh, we almost saw that one through. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what, out of all of the challenges in the past that – that uh, you know we didn't we didn't uh, see through to the end. I mean that was that one hurt the most, man. Because I mean th- w- what Tony and I went through for ten straight weeks. I mean it was ten straight weeks of hell, dude. And uh, and then making it that close to the end, getting stuck in that. I don't know what you even call that elimination, dude. Who can hold their arms up over their head the longest? I mean it was insane. Uh, to have it come down to that, to get to be that close to a million dollars and have it taken away was rough. Um, but, you know, coming into this season, I was I was kind of optimistic just based on the format where it's like, all right, half the cast is going to be people that I've never met before, right? Half this cast is going to be brand new people from around the world who hopefully don't know who Johnny Bananas is and don't have some pre-existing, you know, vendetta against me. Um, and I think that was the case. But what, what ended up changing then was once the uh, teams were broken down and essentially, you know, we were basically then paired up with the, these new kids – um, you know, a lot of them, the pre-existing rivalries and, and this, and this came from multiple, uh, uh, you know, cast members from the UK big brother where they were like, we came in to play a game, but we essentially came into your guys's game. That was already, that was already set in motion. Like we came in all kind of like not knowing each other. You guys came in with all these pre-existing rivalries and all these, all these issues that we kind of then just got sucked into, you know? I mean, my partner Morgan was, was it, she was she was caught up in it right away. She picked me, thinking like, "Oh, Johnny Bananas, he's you know, the, the winningest guy, and I'm gonna make it far." Not knowing that it's like you just kind of put yourself in a very difficult position because now you know you you're you're inheriting all the baggage that kind of comes with going with with being paired up with me. Um, so it was just kind of from the beginning. It was it was almost like you know things things were kind of made difficult, and not to mention the fact that you know. I think a lot of because a lot of these kids from these other shows came in, they were they didn't have any issues from the past. So they were all able to work together. You know, all these UK kids came in and they were they were rock solid, dude. I mean, they were unflappable, man. They they stuck together. Whereas, you know, if you looked at our bedroom, it was me, Kyle, Zach, Leroy, CT. It's like you know, we should have all banded together and worked together, but we were all playing different games. So it was almost like we got beat at our own game essentially. How, how much of that is, uh, is due to the format of like partnering a veteran with a rookie? So the old adage of like, hey, we're going to throw the rookies in time and time again, you couldn't really do that. You know, it was one of no. those things where if you were going to call out a ro- – now, what you could have done is maybe called out the veterans who had less of a pedigree on the show, like a Paulie and, and a Davon and someone like that. But Paulie Stop. was winning, you know? Stop, stop, stop. We need to never refer to them as veterans ever again. This is this is a very disturbing trend. Derek, you know as well as I do, man. How many challenges did you do? How many eliminations did you go into? How many times did you have to win before you considered yourself a veteran? Well, it's it's weird because they considered me, the show considered me a veteran before I thought I was a veteran. Me too. The first time I was put on a veterans team, AKA rookies versus veterans gauntlet two, I thought I was a rookie on a veteran team. Yeah. And I was literally the, the youngest, the newest. And all these guys were like, 
you know, had been around for a long time. I, I didn't, I felt misplaced. So, uh, to be honest, they placed me there about to Inferno two, fucking two challenges. And they considered me, they've been doing category fraud for years, and, and, but, Thank they, you. but they that, had, that, Alton, but they had put Alton on the rookie team. They put yeah. Alton on the rookie team and Derek on the veteran team. And yeah. I had no idea how that made any sense. What about when people would come straight from the real world to do a fresh meet, but they would get a fresh meet partner. So you got people who have never played on the challenge who are essentially supposed to be coaching someone who have never played on the challenge. I've just never, I, I, it, it just blows my mind, dude. I didn't consider, dude, honestly, Derek, I didn't consider myself a vet. I felt uncomfortable. I was in the same boat with, as you. Until like my fifth, sixth, fifth or sixth challenge, when I actually then felt like I was on the show and I had more experience and I had performed better and I had more under my belt than all these new kids coming up, and you know, and I kind of felt like I fit in with you know the older cast members a little bit. Now it's like you've done one challenge, you come on season two, and it's like, hey, this guy's a vet. It's like, and they talk as if they have this, 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 this body of experience. Like they're they're sitting here being like, oh yeah, you know, if you're on the challenge, and I remember back in my day, it's like, buddy, you've done one season. Fucking pump the brakes. Um, sorry, that was I, I went off on a tangent there. Uh, no, I, so I, I yeah. think it's I think it's true. I think it's true. I think I see a, see it a little bit, but I, I wonder even looking back at like some of these like Big Brothers coming in, where they have played like a, a challenge esque game. You know, it's still still no when comparison. I watch Survivor. Well, when, I survive, when I watch Survivor, when I watch Survivor, I'm just, I'm just kind of like, I'm just throwing shit, shit out there and seeing if it sticks. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and I've, I've watched, I've been watching Survivor. I've, I've watched a little bit of Big Brother. It's not the challenge, especially not what we're seeing on War of the Worlds. You know, yeah. it's very, very much a Game of Thrones like, especially when you see, you know, the challenge champions go down one, two, three. Yeah. You know what I how, mean? How, so crazy, how wild is that? Because I, that was the thing I wanted. Listen, I wanted to do this podcast with you guys after my elimination. Right. Mm-hmm. But, and, and Derek, and I remember telling you this, but I'm like, hold on. People have no idea what they're, what they're about to see. Okay. It's like, as if me going down, you know, second, wasn't a big enough blow to the system. Then you got CT going down and then you got Zach going down like back to back to back. Like that is never. And you have like, but then you have Zach and West going against each other. You know what I mean? Then yeah, you have the whole. Zach versus Zach versus Johnny thing. So it's it's all very it's all really just you know crazy because I'm just saying these are still like big names in the community you know in the game that are like they're facing off against each other. It's the fourth fucking round. I know, I know. Usually, usually you don't, and that's what I'm saying. It's so funny. It must have been great to be a rookie on this season. Cause like you're able to come in and it's like we're we completely went ass backwards. We're like, all right, instead of us coming in holding down the fort, showing these new kids what's up. This is how – welcome to the challenge. It's like they come in and they all just get to sit there and watch us all like massacre each other. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. we come in at day one. It's like it's like the challenge has been flipped on its head. It's like the days of you know executing the new kids, you know, sitting, sitting pretty, making them pay their dues. It's the exact opposite. It's like, oh, yeah, let's all – it was just like a bloodbath day one. So it was, uh, it was a lot, man. It was a lot to handle. What what do you think? Do you think the bloodbath started because the look I saw in the guy Ashley C's eye? I believe he's the one that put you in, right? He was the final. He was it wasn't. Final. It wasn't him. It was Cam. Um, mm. And if we're ta- and, and if we're talking about you know unseen uh, T, uh, mm. um, essentially what happened is me and Cam kind of had a falling out a while back 
through Leroy, right? Mm-hmm. Leroy and her, you know, they were kind of, they were a thing. Mm-hmm. They were an item. We're going to uh, see it this episode. We're going to see it this upcoming episode yep. as they a were teaser. An, they were an item, right? Uh, off the show. Uh, and, you know, I get a call one day from Leroy and he's furious because, you know, Cam, Cam kind of uh, slighted him a little bit when, when she was visiting him in Vegas and, and, and was kind of, you know, unfaithful, if, if, if you will. Uh, and obviously me being Leroy's boy, I'm like, dude, I'm, 100% on your side, man. Like, that's not right. Uh, you know, I think you should, uh, I think you should move on. So coming into this season, they were both going to be there. And he had told me before, like, listen, like, you know, we kind of put our differences aside, whatever. We're going to be cool this season. I'm like, all right, well, Leroy, we're going to set you up with a nice new girl this season. We're, you're you're going to be good. So, so day one, I was trying to set him up with uh, Zahida and Cam was not happy about this at all. Was not Mm -hmm. happy. Like, was like, just really rubbed her the wrong way. But I'm like, listen, man, Leroy, you're not going to spend this entire season, you know, dwelling on the past and, 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 and being made to feel guilty. You, you know, you're in a house. You guys aren't together. You guys are cool. Like, if you want to be your own man, if you want to meet a new girl, if you want to have fun, then, then have fun. Um, but because of that, I think that really rubbed her the wrong way. And, uh, there's a, there's a, there's a scene where me and Leroy actually, Made me, it was almost like a therapy session. He sat the two of us down and was like, listen, Bananas, you're my guy. Cam, you're my girl. You two need to get along. You two need to put your differences aside and be cool. And I was all about it. I was like, you know what, Lee? You're my, you know what? If, if, if this makes your life easier, I'm all about it. Um, and I don't think that she necessarily felt the same way. And I think she's harbored this like resentment towards me. So when that vote came down, Make no mistake, dude. That was not Ashley making that decision, dude. That was 100% Cam's decision. But, you know, it couldn't come out of her mouth because, you know, because me and Leroy are so tight. So it just, it just made it, it just made it look, you know, less uh, offensive, I guess, coming from him than it would have coming from her. Um, so, yeah. So that was so, that. Well, she, well, she, that was a smooth move. That was a smooth move. Sorry, sorry, a lot sorry, went sorry. down, but hold on. A lot went down before. I mean, that was the that was the the straw that broke the camel's back. I mean, that's right. what uh, essentially set me in. But dude, the the the, the wheels were set in mo- the, the, the it was set in, the wheels were set in motion way before that happened, man. Are you gonna give Are you gonna give one particular person credit for setting those wheels in motion? Because I mean, listen, listen. I mean, we all know. I mean, Wes Wes one hundred percent masterminded. You know that entire thing. Um, but he had a lot of help. Okay. Wes was the one, Wes was the one who was willing to pull the trigger, but he needed someone to purchase him the gun. He needed someone to purchase him the bullets. He needed someone to help him learn how to shoot. And you're talking about, this is Zach Wilkes Booth you're talking about now, right? Is that exactly. It, this, is Zach, this, this is Zach, yeah, Zach Wilkes Booth. No, I'm talking about everyone. Listen, listen, if, if, if we're going to call spades a spade, there was a lot of people. It, it, I'm talking about Zach. I'm talking about Hunter. I'm talking about CT. I'm talking about, there was a, he had a lot of help, dude. This was not something that Wes was able to do on his own. If, if you go back and you look at the, the, the mud pit challenge, well, first of all, out of the gate, all right, let's be real. I came out swinging, all right? We, Morgan and I won the first challenge. For all intents and purposes, Wes could have gone in, should have gone in. In hindsight, you know what? Hindsight's twenty twenty. I should have sent Wes in. But I'm a nice guy, all right? For all the bullshit I get for being an asshole and being heartless, I see Wes come in. He hasn't been on a challenge in how many seasons? I felt kind of like bad for the guy. I come out of the gate. I call him out. I beat him. I get, I, I get in the tribunal and it would have just, I, fe- I would have felt bad. It would have been too much for his poor little ego to, to handle. 
You know, I think that would have essentially broken Wes if right out of the gate, his first challenge back, he gets called out, beat, sent in, and possibly eliminated. So I was like, you know what, Wes? There's bigger fish to fry here. I have a lot fresher, you know, uh, uh, rivalries or issues with, with, with some of these newer guys. As a sign of respect, right, vet to vet, we're going to let you have a free pass on this one, okay? Thinking, silly me, that if in the future, if he was in that position, he'd throw a bone back my way. Um, so, yeah, so we obviously sent in Hunter. We know how that goes. He, he ended up winning and coming back. So the next challenge, it was almost like the stars aligned so perfectly against me. That challenge that we did, that next challenge, there's very few times when, you, when, when there's a challenge where you can stack an entire house against and essentially determine the outcome of the game. If you've got enough people working together, you can determine the outcome of the game because that mud pit challenge was not an individual challenge. That was a team challenge and it was because everyone was going at, at the same time. An alliance so, challenge. An alliance challenge. Exactly. And you saw the way that that, that, that alliance broke down. I mean, and, and it, was, it was brilliant. It was like, all right. So well, we didn't. I, well, we didn't. We didn't actually see because on t- from a, a viewer's perspective, it just looks like a mess of balls. I'm sitting okay. there literally rewind, rewind, rewind. Who's tackling who? Who's tackling who? Okay. Who's on whose side? We don't see it. But you do. You do, Derek. If you if you look if if you watch the first please, round, if please. you watch if yes. you watch the first round, it's girls. Girls have to run through the mud. Guys have to retrieve balls. Okay, so. Essentially, then, if you eliminate whichever girl you eliminate in that round, her partner's eliminated as well. Mm. So, so what's Morgan the move? was getting drowned. Morgan was getting drowned. What's the move? We we how do we get the easiest way to get the bananas is through eliminating his partner. So, if you notice the first like four or five girls to, to get a ball from their partner untouched, not one dude. They literally could have could have, you know. <laughs> somersaulted, cartwheeled through the mud, tippy-toed through the mud, we're, we're never touched. The second I get Morgan a ball, you see Cam, Ninja Natalie, Amanda, all these girls just, I mean, pounce on top of her. She was the first one to get absolutely mauled, okay? And it's no surprise that Cam was right there, dude, front and center. She let every other girl pass. As soon as my partner gets a ball, she's the first one on her. Mm. So then by, by, by then eliminating Morgan, I'm out. Right. So we're playing the rest of the game from the sidelines. Now, being the rest of the guys, knowing that Wes, you know, has already made it known that he's that he's going to be gunning for me. And this is a challenge where you could very easily, you know, determine the outcome, determine the winner. It's like, hey, let's do everything we can to get Wes a ball. There's there's no way in in, in an eliminate. And because you've done challenges like that, those mud challenges where it's like, dude, there's one less ball. You have to fight your ass off. Wes literally did not have to do shit. Every round, he would just run to the end zone and someone would just pass, toss him the ball. All right. And it, it was totally blatant when, when, when Zach did it. And as much as people listen, as much as people want to sit here and be like, it was an accident. Bullshit. Tom Brady could not have thrown a better ball than that. OK. And if you rewatch the footage, you literally see Wes sitting there with his arm up in the air, like a game of like, you know, flag football, like, yo, I'm open, I'm open. Zach throws it around Kyle, who is three inches away from him, who was essentially in an alliance with him to get it to Wes, knowing that then Wes was going to, by doing that, then it was going to eliminate every guy in that round, which is what happened. Um, and then again, the next round, you know, Hunter grabs two balls, throws one all the way into the end zone. CT's over there helping Wes, giving, feeding him balls in, 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 the, uh, in the rock quarry. 
So when, when you watch it back, it's literally like, I mean, it was a concerted effort by essentially the entire house to, uh, to get rid of me. Cause they knew that West was going to pull that. They knew that West was going to make that move and he was going to pull the trigger. And, and if you have any question, if you're still questioning this, if you go look up turbos footage, have either one of you guys seen turbos footage? Amazing. He actually has, <laughs> listen, I can't believe that. He actually has the trans, like the voice transcription, dude. He has yeah, subtitles. But, yeah, yeah, he has subtitles. But like, he's he had to have made that up, right? Like he had, like there, you know, like it, obviously, there's it, there may not be f- like facts, but from his point of view, he saw some shit. Yeah, that, dude. Yeah, yeah. It was obvious. Turbo never tell lie. Turbo never tell lie. Listen, it's it was blatantly obvious, man, and. And it, that just made it – this isn't the first time – with mine and Zach's relationship, I mean it, our relationship has been checkered since day one. This isn't the first time that something like this has happened either. If, if you go back to Rivals – I'm sorry, X's 2 when Sarah initially pulled her first fucking move on me at the end when she sent me with Leroy um, – Zach and Wes were working together in that game as well, unbeknownst to me. And it was the exact same setup. I mean, Zach was telling me, you know, Wes is a piece of shit. I'm not working with him. Um, but, but was working with him behind the scenes the entire time. Essentially helped Wes win a challenge, which then put Wes in the driver's seat, which he then threw me in, and I was sent to, to exile. So this was almost, if you rewatch X's 2, this was almost a carbon copy of that, of exactly what went down. What, we came into this game, Zach and I were talking on practically a daily basis before coming into the game. Because after Final Reckoning, I really thought that, you know what, um, let's let let's water under the bridge, whatever our relationship in the past, let's leave it in the past. We're good now. Moving forward, I mean, Zach, you, you threw yourself on a sword for Tony and I. Um, this is, was supposed to be like we hit the reset button on our relationship. We've both been shady in the past. Let bygones be bygones. We're going to come into this next season. We're going to kill it. Um, even coming into this season, Zach was having his reservations about coming on in the first place. He's like, listen, man, I got to leave. I got to go home. I've got a, a wet, uh, family wedding. My cousin's getting married. I can't stay long. And he told me coming in, he goes, listen, if you guys want some tea, here's some tea. Coming in, he was like, listen, man, I can't stay long. He goes, if you end up, if you need someone to go in or if you get called and need someone to go against, call me out. And I'll, lay, and, and I'll essentially lay on the sword for you. So everyone wants to know why Zach is the one that I called out. It, it was because he told me to call him out. So he pulled a Bruce Willis in Pulp Fiction. He told yes. you he's taking the dive yep. and then did not. Yep. He's like Brad Pitt in Snatch. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. So and, and, now, and now look at who – now do you find it strange that Zach called out Wes and then lost to Wes? So essentially what Zach was saying he was going to do for me, he double-crossed me, took me out, and then sacrificed himself for Wes. Well, that so, answers a lot right there. So if you want to know, some, it, it, so, and, that's, and everyone was, was coming at me after the last elimination, and they were like, oh, yeah, well, if, if Zach and Wes are working together, why would he call him out? Because he was, he, was, he was essentially sacrificing himself for Wes's game. So say what you want about Wes, all right? I mean, the guy's painful to look at. Uh, the guy, you know, he obviously has his, his whole world that he's invented only exists in his own head. I mean, the guy, I'm still wondering if, if this wife of his even exists. Um, but the guy has the ability to 
I mean, get into people's heads and, and, and manipulate them, man. And he manipulated a lot of people this season. And, you know, again, I mean, it, it, it was just too much for me to, for me to take on. So, um, so yeah, hats off. Uh, but you know, there's, it's, it's, it's difficult, man. It's difficult these days. You know how it is Derek. I mean, just coming in and competing in this game when you have a fair shot, it's 10 times a hundred times, a thousand times more difficult to come in and from day one have the entire house working against you. You know what I mean? I mean, if you saw the elimination, I mean, fast forward then to the elimination. So obviously they beat us in the mud challenge. We get called in, uh, votes go down and it's, and it was, it was, it was a tied vote. I would have loved to have seen what happened had it remained a stalemate. But it was almost kind of unfair where TJ's like, all right, guys, no, is this, are you sure this is the vote you want? And it's like, yeah, let him go. Let's see what's going to happen. But, you know, the vote was changed. Morgan and I, you know, went down into the sand. And if you look at that elimination, there are certain eliminations where having the peanut gallery, they call them, the, the, the people on the, on the platform, having their help makes a huge difference. And this was one of those challenges. Because right. if you look at the platform, you look at the riser and everyone on the platform, you rewatch the elimination – me and Morgan obviously both suck at, at trivia, okay, or at ge- world geography, which is which did not help us out. If you look back, if, and on the riser, there's two sides, right? You could be on one side of the board helping one side, one side of the board helping the other side. We had four people on our side. We had Leroy, Natalie, JP, and Nani, all right? Not exactly members of the Mensa League here, you know what I mean? Like, these guys aren't exactly, you know, lighting up the, 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 the scoreboard as far as, you know, geography is concerned. Um, if you look at the other side, there was literally 15 people helping Zach and Zahida, you know, telling them where, I mean, from other, from every, every country in the world, essentially as well. I mean, you had Turbo who knows everything about the Middle East. Zahida is from Bangladesh. All right. Which was one of the countries. So, I mean, it was, it, it was just, it was an unwinnable elimination. And, um, and, uh, for us at least, you know, and, and it, and it just sucked that, the challenge that we the challenge that we that we lost in it was it was a, a team challenge essentially where where alliances could help the elimination was an alliance elimination where you know they could make or break um, the people that were there so I mean we just literally got caught um, in the perfect storm I mean the stars just aligned perfectly for West to uh, you know be able to. For Wes to be able to pull that off, dude. But make no mistake. I mean, while Wes is the, while Wes was the trigger man, he had a lot. Oh, he couldn't have done that on his own. Wes did not. I do not. I, I'm not sitting here being like Wes beat me. Wes outsmart me. Wes was just the, the the patsy essentially, and he was the one that was willing to do everyone else's dirty work. So, um, Connie wants to know: Have you had a conversation with Zach since filming War of the Worlds, and where does your relationship or friendship stand with him now? I sent one text to Zach after I got eliminated, and I said. Um, I hope it was worth it. That was it. So that, that's, that's it. That's, uh, that's, that that's the extent of our communication. He has, however, through other channels and through other avenues, tried to reach out to me saying that he felt bad. Um, he even said it, he went, he even went as far as to say that he tried, it was impossible for, he tried to lose the elimination against me, but it was impossible because, you know, it, it, it was, it was too easy to, to win and he wouldn't have been able to fake it, which is, Total bullshit. Um, so yeah, it, 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 here's the deal. The, the thing that needs 
what, what, what needs to be understood about that is what I want to make clear is, is two things. This is, and believe it or not, guys, this is, this is an exclusive. Okay. This is the, I was going to wait to, to, to the reunion show to spill this tea, but I'm, but you know, I love you guys. So, uh, I, I wanted to, you guys to be the first ones to have the breaking news. Two things is the reason everyone's still, why'd you call Zach out? You know, he laid down on a sword for you. First of all, make no mistake. That was not for me. That was for Tony. Okay. That was for Tony. And that was for Zach to save face against Amanda and to basically, you know, pay her back for, you know, the, 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 the pain and anguish she put him through on final reckoning. So it was very self-serving in a way, his, his sending himself into elimination. Um, but it was made for that. That move was done for Tony and not for me. And then again, me calling Zach out while I definitely played it up. You know, like, the, you know, I definitely played it up like this was revenge. And this was, you know, you know, my whole speech about one fake friend is, is as bad as 10 enemies. I was serious about that. But there were way easier teams to go for. OK, there were teams that we most that we could have beat hands down. But based on the conversation that Zach and I had had multiple times coming into the house, in the house, the night of that elimination, the night of the elimination, Zach literally pulled me aside and was like, Call me in. He goes. He goes. You're in. I feel bad. I feel like I'm responsible for this. Call me in, and uh, and I'll and I'll lay down and I'll you know essentially throw the elimination. Didn't happen. But you now fast forward two episodes later. There's no reason for him to have called Wesson. Zero. Other than the fact that he was going to lose on purpose and then give Wes protection for the next elimination. Because that's that's the thing. Once once you win an elimination, you win the idol. And you have protection on the next on the next challenge. So he essentially did Wes's dirty work for him. And do you think that was just uh, somewhere along the way? Wes had a better pitch to him, like, "Hey, if you're going to do this, wh- do it for me instead of bananas." Like, why would I he don't know. make that change? I don't know, dude. Listen, you're asking me to get into the psyche of Zach, which I don't think Doctor Phil could even figure out what's going on in that guy's head. Okay. The thing with Zach is Zach, he, he has a tendency to do this every season where he'll be like, listen, man, I, I, I don't even want to be here. I don't, I, I don't want to be on the challenge. I'm leaving. Like I, like, I hate being here. But then he'll like actually not like it's like I, I honestly can't figure out why Zach does and says the things that he does. Why? My thing is this. If we're coming into this season and you're working with Wes or you're talking with Wes or you're then just let me know. Like, I'm fine with that. I'm not going to say at least I know where you stand. But coming into the season and telling me not only have I not spoken to him, but Wes is a complete piece of shit. I want nothing to do with him. I don't trust him. I hate him. But meanwhile, behind the scenes, you're basically talking cheating to Wes. cheating on you. He's cheating exactly. on you. Buddy. He's cheating on you. He two-timed me. Right? <laughs> so, um, so I don't know, man. I, I, I honestly feel like for whatever reason, I think Zach just might have, I, I don't know. I think it, whether it stems from champ stars, when I chose CT over him to go to the final, I think that still, you know, rubs him a little bit raw, but I, but I thought that we had put all that behind us. Okay. I thought after final reckoning, I thought it was like, Hey man, clean slate. All right. You've done shitty shit to me in the past. I've returned the favor. We've both been a little bit disloyal, but coming into this season, we're going to start off fresh. Let bygones be bygones. Water under the bridge. We've got a lot of new, you know, people coming in that we need to, to, to focus our energy on and, and, and work against. Um, but for whatever reason, man, his loyalty to, to, to Wes and to Wes's cause was just um, 
was just greater than his loyalty to me. And that's just, you know, that's just what ends up happening, dude. I want to, uh, I want to go back to something you said when you were in the, uh, deliberation testimony, whatever they call it. Uh, and Wes is up there as part of the tribunal and you said something to him like, Hey man, it's too early for this. Right. Which I think we all understood as viewers, like, Hey, maybe you guys stick together for the first few and start knocking each other out later on. Was that something that you guys thought was just kind of an unspoken loyalty you'd have as mutually vets? Or did you ever talk to him before you guys got shipped off? Or maybe it was when you ran into him at that airport or something to say, Hey, maybe we, you know, take out some of these new cats first. I've said, I said, no, I said that to him on the show as well. When I won. Okay. The day. Okay. So when we did the, the, the tug of war challenge after the challenge was over, you know, we have our little, little, uh, lunch break. We do our OTF interviews, all that shit. When I tell you, and I wish they were showing this, Wes was a broken man. Okay. He was so dejected. He was so broken. He was sitting at the table with his head down by himself, just thinking that it was like, I'm like bananas called me out. He won. And now he's in the tribunal and now I'm going in. Like if you would have saw him running around that the the night we got back to the house before we we nominated the names, he was running around like a chicken with his head cut off. I mean, the guy was, it, it, it was insane. I've never seen anyone politic harder my entire life. They didn't show any of this obviously, but so, but I told him at, before we went into the deliberation, I was like, Wes, just so you know, man, like I'm just making you sweat here. You're fine. All right. It's too early for this. And I, and I literally told him, I'm like, dude, like there's other, there's bigger fish to fry at this, at this moment. Like, you know, you're important to the show. You're coming back. So I look at a lot of times the show, like I look at it, like comes from like a production standpoint as well. There are certain people that obviously viewers tune in for, and I want every season to be good. I want every season to have good ratings because good ratings then equals a steady paycheck for me and for the rest of us. Other people don't see it this way, though. I, Wes thinks game first, and I think he thinks of the show and the success of the show after. And I think, you know, regardless of the bone that I threw him, it was never his intention to pay it back. And I think once he was able to win that challenge, I think he had. You know, I think he made a lot of promises to to, to, to certain people that he was going to, you know, see this thing through and pull the trigger. Um, you know, he had help from multiple sides that I think we're all expecting, expecting him to make a certain move. And it gave him the ability to once again, you know, take credit for masterminding this huge thing that in all honesty was couldn't have been done had he not had a lot of help from other sides. So. The thing is, Wes has no. When it comes to the challenge, and I'm, and you know, and I always say, obviously, you know, the the, the phrases, and and I coined the phrase, all is fair in love, war, and challenges. It's 100% true. But at the same time, I like to think that I do play the game with a certain amount of integrity. And while I will stab people in the back, and while I will screw them over, it's like usually I stab people in the chest and not in the back. You know what I mean? Um, it's almost like an integrity for not necessarily a particular person, but more the franchise of the show. You it's know? An uns- in my opinion, me and CT have had this conversation multiple times. It's almost like an unspoken thing where with CT and I, it's like regardless of our past, our, we have a checkered past. We've, we, we've gone each other. It's almost like, listen, it's better for the sake of the show, for the franchise, if the two of us stick around longer. So let's – do what we need to do. We're not exactly on the same page working together, but we'll just fight this thing out in the end. You know what I mean? Or when push comes to shove and there's no other moves to make, 
then we go at each other. But this was just, it, it was way too early on, man. In my opinion, I mean, it was just, it was, it was, it was way, way, way too early on. But again, now I know in the future, it's, it's, that's, that's what it's going to be. And that's what it's always been. And if you look, it's so funny because Wes likes to try and take credit, you know, when it comes to the past, like, oh my God, you know, he's beaten me at every turn. I've beaten Wes in challenges, you know, in the game and in eliminations more than he's actually beat me. Okay. Uh, on the ruins, Derek, we absolutely embarrassed the fuck out of him and, and, and got rid of him. Okay. Uh, champs versus stars. The last champs versus stars. Dude, I beat him in a pool, which was supposed to be his domain. Okay. On, uh, on <clears throat> X's two, again, the same thing. I came back in the house, turned the house against him, beat him once again, rivals three, which I ended up, you know, the infamous money grab at the end again, outsmarted him the entire game beat him so it's like <clears throat> he came into this season and i think he had just had a lot <clears throat> of <clears throat> excuse me pent up aggression from past seasons and he found his opportunity to make his move and he didn't want to give me a chance to pay him back in the future did you at the time know how important Hunter was to, to Wes's plans going forward? Because to you, you probably see it as Hunter's not necessarily the best TV. He's not the most storied member of the franchise. I can take out Hunter. He's a threat in this first episode, and it's not taking a Wes or a CT out of the game. But if you had known that, oh, Hunter is sort of this chess piece Wes plans on using throughout the season, maybe Wes did take that as more of a slight as you might have known by going after Hunter. How much of that, and how much did that first night come into play by putting a hunter in there? None, because I was going to put in hunter first. Listen, my reasoning for putting hunter in has to do with final reckoning. It had nothing to do with this season. It had to do with the fact that he was front and center in the whole TYB versus bananas thing. Okay, everything that went down on that on that season. I mean, Hunter was was right there along with it. Instead of instead of being Switzerland, okay, which he claims he was, then staying out of it and letting me, you know, work out resolve my beef with Nelson and with Devin, you know, with Corey, whatever. He was he was right there involved. I mean, the night, the really not, that that really crazy night when Tony got body slammed on his head and Corey went to the to the. Uh, uh, um, hotel and got removed from the house. And then, you know, I got into it with Nelson and then I got into it with Devin and that, that whole night, I mean, Hunter was right there. These are his boys. You know, if he really was, you know, kind of my, a friend of mine, or if he was really someone that, you know, kind of had my back, he would have at least told his, his boys to, to, to chill out. But instead he was kind of right there, just not doing anything. So that's why I come into this season. That was my, when I told him, I was like, dude, this is going to be payback for last season. And, and, and you need to know that if you're, if you're going to be part of some hit squad or some Alliance against me, it's going to come back and, 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 and it's, and, and it's going to, you know, it's going to follow you onto future seasons. You know, what, 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 what's done today is not going to be forgotten. So, um, coming into this season, it was, again, it was almost a way to, to kind of throw Wes a, a bone or an olive branch to be like, listen, man, like, we have our thing. We're obviously not going to work. We're obviously never going to work together. Well, you know, this is going to come to a head at some point, but for the time being, I have other, you know, um, issues that I need to deal with, which are kind of, which overshadow our beef. And that, that whole night that, that, that whole thing blew up with me and Hunter and Hunter and Leroy, that was all stemming from the fact that I had basically made it known that I was throwing Hunter in. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that was all 
whether or not that rubbed West the wrong way because I wasn't going at him, I mean, I don't see how that would. But uh, yeah, but all of that did then. Hunter and Hunter and West were working together coming into this season. I mean, listen, dude, West, uh, this guy, you know, does a lot of 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 politicking before the season even begins. I have my one or two people that I kind of like, you know, will bullshit with. Like coming to this season, obviously, me and Leroy talk a lot, and I was, and then me and Zach were were were, were working together. West was calling people he never even met before. Okay, and was introducing himself, being like, "Hey, come to." He he hit up uh, Chase from The Bachelor, um, and 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 was like, "Listen, if Bananas on this next season, you get we gotta work together against him." Him and Hunter became friends before this season; they'd never met before, but then you know they came in thicker than thieves. So it was like, you know, he already had his his you know all these people kind of like riled up before we went into the house to to to, to work with him and work against me. And I mean, I, I mean, you got to credit the guy. I mean, he does a lot of legwork before the season begins, um, which again, I don't know where he finds the time with all the, the seventy businesses that, and his and his uh, you know his fleet of exotic cars. Like, I just don't know where the guy finds the time to to, to politics so much. Um. Well, now now Hunter and West got a gym together, so that's the that's the latest I'm seeing. So, <laughs> looks like you know they got they got some time. They West got some time. Let's get use some gym time for sure. Is um, that is that going to affect your strategy going forward, Johnny? Like, do you think that maybe that was a, a good move on Wes's part, considering that they seem to be casting in a different way, and these new cast members do have a bit of a stranglehold on the game at times? That maybe putting yourself out there to someone that maybe you haven't even met, whether it's in person or online or anything, might be a good move. That's his. That's his move every season. I mean, Wes's strategy doesn't change. All right, but here's the difference: is Wes plays. Do you guys know what a Ponzi scheme is? Like, you know, Birdie Madoff went down for a Ponzi scheme, which is you, you basically have a you have a fake investment that you convince people to buy into. But the thing is, then you have all these people investing in it, but you don't have enough to pay all these people out if they ever want their money back or if they ever want to cash out. Wes does this with the challenge, where new kids come in. He did this 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 season, but new kids come in who have no idea how to play the game or what the game is. Wes gets in their head and promises them all essentially a trip to the final. I got you. You listen to me, but what they don't, they don't crunch the numbers and realize, well, wait a minute. If you're working with 10 people and there's four spots in the final, how are you going to make good on all these promises that you're making? He knows though, that the way this game goes is usually people will just kill themselves off on their own. So by the time push comes to shove, and you actually have to then make good on all these promises you've made. Most of the people that you've promised, you know, you're going to take care of have already knocked themselves off or been knocked off by somebody else. The thing with me is like, I've never played that game. Okay. Like I'm not the guy that runs around night one and tries to get in all the rookies ears and tries to like, you know, get everyone on my side. I, I will say this, the one positive to being eliminated as early as I was this season is I essentially left with the same vendettas or rivals that I showed up with Wes. I mean, he, he obviously makes it a lot longer in this game. Uh, the longer you stay, especially with new people, the more people that you have to screw over and the more bridges you have to burn. Um, so it's almost like one of those things. I mean, he hasn't been in the game for a, a, a long time. People have kind of forgotten about, you know, what, what, what a scumbag he is and how he plays the game and how, you know, again, he, he, he doesn't, he's not able to kind of come through on all the promises that he has. So, you know, while while his strategy works in the short term, 
long term, it's it's just not a good it's just not a good plan because you end up burning a lot more bridges than you do if you don't make all these promises to people. I mean, Derek, you've seen it. You've seen him in action. You saw on um, in the past. That's exactly what he does. He comes in and he's he basically with a lot of rookie players, they don't know the game, so they're just looking for the first person to approach them to essentially show them show them the way. You know what I mean? Um, and he's always that guy. That's always his strategy because he knows all the vets know his act front and front and back, dude. You know what I mean? People who've, who've played the game with him know how he plays. And that's why, generally speaking, his alliance is with new people. It's not with it's not with the, the, the old school people because they know what, what his game is. Well, it's and it's it's usually, you know, Team Johnny or the banana boat, as I like to call it, versus, you know, Team Wes or historically it's it's been and it's happened. And it's like you guys sometimes he's got the numbers. You got your back against the wall. You fight your way out of it. Come back. And, you know, this time around, it seemed like he had the numbers and he, he got you. He struck early on enough. Um, he caught you while you were snoozing. You didn't go after him early enough. And you got caught. Um, but going forward, the the big alliance, the, the big problem, what's st- what sparked my, this conversation, believe it or not, is what I thought was the look and beat it, the look in Ashley C's eye when he puts you in. Right then and there, I knew that this UK alliance, I feel like, was going to be a very hardcore mainstay with just yep. that look in the eye. And um, with that being said. This is something that the are you the ones weren't able to do stick together, like you said, and essentially, you know, beating the veterans at their own game, because without you and Wes and Zach and all these people working together, all these big heads working together, essentially, if however you want to call them, people that know how to play the game, you guys got outsmarted by the UK, by the newcomers with simple math, you know what I mean? It, it was, it was, but, but here's the other thing is, is uh, like I said before, all these UK kids came in <clears throat> with no pre-existing, um, you know, rivalries. They all came in. I mean, Bear, uh, Ashley C, Theo, Georgia, Zahida, um, they all came in and on the same plane, on the same plane. They've been on reality TV together, but they've never had to go against each other. They've never, they've never had issues. Most of them have never even met each other, but they had that common bond that they were all from the UK, and and so and, and they stuck with it. Now, when you look at us, you'd think, okay, these guys have you know all the vets, me, CT, Leroy, Zach, um, Wes, obviously did his own thing, but. You know, you'd think that it's like we've been in the, in, in, in the in, you know, in these situations so many times. We've done so many seasons that we would just be better at it. And we'd work together. We didn't. You look at our you look at our bedroom. Every one of us, with the exception of Leroy and I, were playing a different game. I mean, Leroy and I obviously were on the same page. But, <clears throat> I mean, Kyle's playing every single angle and every corner that he possibly can. CT's known for never – you know, you know, uh, committing to one direction or the other. I mean, he's mastered the art of, of floating. And Zach, unbeknownst to me, was working against me the entire time when he said that he wasn't. So our room was just a total mess, dude. Our room was, was a complete disaster. Um, <clears throat> you look at it like, oh, that's the vet room. Those are the vet guys. Yeah, but make no mistake, dude. We all imploded on, on each other. We all were working against each other the entire time. Whereas these, this UK squad was, dude, they were... 
dude, they were they were in it, man. They were ba- the, the band of brothers. Like they were they were unflappable, and and, and uh, I mean that's what that's what she got to do. All right, Challenge Maniacs, more with the biggest name in the challenge world, Johnny Bananas, in just a second. But I want to take a minute to tell you about the biggest name in the wrestling world, probably of all time, Hulk Hogan. We're really excited to tell you about an opportunity to meet the Hulkster in person in Clearwater, Florida at Hogan's Beach Shop on Mandalay Avenue on Saturday, March 23rd. It's coming up, folks. Put it in your calendar. That's in Clearwater, Florida from 12 to 2 p.m. And the best part is if you buy tickets at hogansbeachshop.com and use the code challenge you get hooked up with a free hulk hogan bandana and just for you guys who don't live in the florida area or can't make it that day all you got to do is spend 25 dollars at hogansbeatshop.com buy some cool hulkamania swag some hulk stuff for your youngster whatever you want and use the code challenge if you spend 25 dollars, you too get a free hulk hogan bandana brother all right what you gonna do when hulkamania and challenge mania run wild on you and you know what season it is You can smell that. There's wrestling in the air. Head over to hogansbeatshop.com. Get your tickets to meet the Hulk. Get something signed. Get a photo with the Hulkster. That's right. Maybe you could tear your shirt off in the photo if you want. I feel like that's what Derek would do if he was down there. It's Hogan's Beat Shop on Mandalay Avenue in Clearwater, Florida, and it is Saturday, March 23rd from 12 to 2. And even if you can't make it, you can still get a free Hogan bandana by spending $25 at hogansbeatshop.com. That's right. Use the code challenge. And if you have any questions about the purchase process, you have trouble getting your tickets, or you have any questions about the event itself, hit up at Jeanette Horning on Instagram. All right, back to Mr. Johnny Bananas. I'd like to talk about some of your first impressions when it comes to these folks, which, uh, you know, I don't know if this was the first time, for instance, that you actually saw them, but Taylor writes in and says, when the vets drove up to the rookies on that first challenge, who did you see at first glance, whether it was in this moment or not, that you would think would have been the hardest to compete against? Biggest threat in your eyes without knowing a thing about them, just physically, who jumped out at you? That's from Taylor. Maddie. I think Maddie could have beat every single girl and every single guy. I looked and I was like, who like, dude, that chick was like, holy shit. Um, she ended up being a sweetheart. I love Maddie. Theo. I mean, dude, the guy's seven feet tall. Um, he's not seven feet tall. He's not seven feet tall. He's close. The guy's like six, seven, six, 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 seven. The guy's massive, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the guy literally did like a 42 inch box jump with on one leg. Okay. Like, we're looking at this guy. We're just like, when we sprinted into the house, Derek, you know, when, when you run in, when you're first getting your bedroom and, yeah. and it's like, they just let you go. Just a mad dash. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the front of the pack, dude. I'm fucking, I think I'm hauling ass. When I tell you Theo, who started in the back of the pack ran by me as if I was standing still. I mean, this guy, like, I was like, this guy had like a rocket engine up his ass, dude. Like he made it <laughs> so fast. And I'm like, holy shit. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just from, from first glance, you look at Ashley Kane. I mean, the guy's as wide as he is tall. I mean, it, it, you know, it, it was it was it was a very menacing looking bunch, dude. I will say that. And uh, it's the first time ever other than maybe Champ Stars won. And we rolled up and it was, you know, professional football players that uh, we rolled up. And I was just like, this is going to be a monster squad to beat. And uh, yeah, I mean, even though we didn't work, even though it wasn't necessarily us against them. I mean, you see the way they're playing the game. They've got that blind loyalty. Um, They've done essentially what you touched on earlier. The other franchises have never been able to do. I mean, 
there's been times when the are you the one outnumbered us or rookies outnumbered us or what big brother outnumbered us, but they were never able to like pull together and coalesce and basically run the house the way that the, that the UK kids did this season. <clears throat> Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I have questions. I, I, I kind of want predictions on, uh, on all these guys, Scott, I didn't know exactly which direction you were going to, uh, which, which, which direction you were going in, but, um, I kind of want to know, like, you know, after doing a season with them, knowing what, you know, where, where these people may rank in the future, uh, of the challenges, because it seems like, you know, uh, even though there's a lot of us there, we are getting older. There's all the shit talking going on about, you know, they're too old. Legends must die. There's a new throne. Needs to be a new king, whatever. You know, we still keep kicking no matter what. But I want to know, you know, can you can you give us a prediction on where these guys at the end of challenge history, where they may where they may land? Will they be challenge champions? Will they be challenge chumps? Um, I don't know. Maybe we could call this challenge champions or chumps, but. I just want to throw some names at you and see what see what you think. All right. All right. Um, so I saw your I saw your Ninja Warrior um, on first look, which was which was pretty awesome. Uh, what do you think of Ninja? And then being in this game. Okay. Here's everyone. It's not fair, is it? It's not. Here's here's the deal. <laughs> here's the deal. Now, if you want to talk about who's going to be from a, com- this is why the challenge is different than than like a sport, right? Mm -hmm. While there is an athletic element to it, you know as well as I do, the people who are invited back season after season aren't necessarily the most athletic ones. They're the ones that make the best TV. Mm-hmm. And while Ninja Natalie, I feel like from a, from an athletic perspective, and while she she caters very well to the athletic part of the game, the girl has got the personality of a houseplant, dude. So it's like, I can't see her necessarily making a big impact on the show in the future only because she doesn't necessarily bring the entertainment value that, you know, that, that, that other people, that other people do who are probably less athletic as who are less athletically inclined as she is. I mean, you look at guys like in the past, look at like a guy like Landon, right. Who, I mean, this guy was was an absolute freak of nature when it came to the athletic part, but the guy contributed nothing to the house as far as like drama, house reality. And you know as well as I do, that's what makes the challenge, okay? That's what makes the challenge. The physical aspect, the athletic aspect is 10% maybe of the show, the competitive part. The rest is the drama. The rest is the strategy. The rest is the playing the game. The rest is you know, narrating or, or, or just being like a, a dynamic personality or starting shit or stirring the pot. Natalie's just too nice of a girl. Like she just, to me, just strikes me as <clears throat> like someone who is going to be very good at the athletic physical part, but isn't necessarily going to contribute a whole lot to the house reality part, which in my opinion is, is the most, is, is more important. I, I mean, I see, I see her, I see her getting back in the game, you know, a couple times and winning one or two. You know, kind of like an Emily Schramm. Um, I, I don't know, man. I mean, it's it's hard to say. Derek, I was there. I was there for such a short period of time, dude. Like, right. I, it, I didn't really get an opportunity to really size these people up. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, again, from 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 the from the from a just an overall athletic perspective, yeah. I think I think she's got you know a pretty high ceiling. But like I said, I mean. 
it takes a lot more than that, man. And and it, we're there to make television. And I mm. think that they will sacrifice someone who is going to contribute a lot to the, you know, competitive aspect of the show for someone who makes better television and who's a bigger disaster because we know that that's yeah. what that's what gets the ratings, man. Yeah, you have to be like an athletic lunatic. Exactly. You have to be you have to be an athletic lunatic, man, for sure. Put your producer hat on for a second, Johnny. So It's the, always on, Scott. It's the, always on. The gift and the curse of having one of these seasons where you you, you know, put all this new blood into the franchise at once is that, you know, it's a gift and a curse in that, look, I can look at this, you know, crop of rookies and say there's a lot of interesting cats out there, particularly a lot of those UK folks you mentioned, they do have the best of both worlds. Theo seems to have a great personality and a good athletic pedigree. Georgia seems to be able to yep. get the you know the job done in the interview booth and on the field. All mm-hmm. that good stuff. So when you look at going into a future season, you've got the Johnnies and the CTs and the Zacks and the and the Wesses that you want to come back. You got the people like the Durrells and the Derricks that you still want to get back in the fold. People still holding out hope to get a, an Alton back or an Emily or a Coral, mm-hmm. etc. And then you've got these people who took a season off here in the middle who you'd imagine are still part of the uh, of the run here, which is Tony and and Devin and Corey and and folks like that. What do you do here going forward, Johnny? Do you, do you think of it as maybe you go with like a old school versus new school format? How do you appease both fan bases and kind of keep breathing this new life into the franchise while also not letting everyone kind of, you know, fade into oblivion in the same process? I think what I think they're going to do exactly. I think this season has been, was, was a real, I think this was, this was, this was a test as far as I feel like MTV has been experimenting a lot with incorporating new blood and new cast members in. And I think they've been striking out a lot over the past few seasons with, you know, strictly just, uh, are you the one people? And obviously, you know, the big, the big brother people, I think have been a, a, a big fucking, uh, you know, swing and miss. But I think this season, the reason it's been doing so well is because this, this, these re- this, these UK kids are cut from a different cloth, okay? Like, they make in- incredible television, and they've been doing it for a long time. You take a guy like Bear. I mean, this guy's been on multiple seasons of reality television. This guy has honed the, 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 the art of, you know, being dyna- being a pot stirrer, being – he's a – dude, when I tell you, like, that, this guy's, like, an amazing television personality, dude. Like, he, out of the short time that I spent with him – Trust me when I tell you, you're going to be seeing him for many future seasons. So I think that that's the route that 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 they're going to kind of continue to follow is instead of going for the, I guess, U.S. based uh, other reality to they, take- they need they need an injection of this new blood in. I think they're going to kind of I think that's that's the way that they're going to go. I think they're going to gear a lot more towards continuing to have the old school. Uh, uh, you know, fan favorites, the ones that hold down the fort, you know, us vets to bring, to continue to appeal up, to appeal to the the old school fan base. But I also think they're going to continue with this um, uh, insertion of like new blood from across the pond. And I mean, it says a lot that the reunion shows in London. All right. And that, um, you know, again, that they had that they've had this huge influx of, of of these new kids from, and they're showing it. This is the first time that they're going to show the challenge in the UK. So I think it starts. In, I think it starts this month. They're going to start airing it there. So I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to mesh 
the two fan bases, the, 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 the UK fan base and the American fan base. Um, because I just don't think they were getting what they wanted out of, you know, these other franchises that they were, that they were bringing. So yeah, be prepared to see, uh, a steady influx, I think, of of UK people with the with the kind of the the tent poles, you know, still still remaining. Do you agree though that it it can't just be the same? And no offense to you, but it can't just be the same old tent poles like the people who you can like kind of expect to see a Johnny or a CT or a Cara. That I honestly put a lot of stock in the fact that they dug up Wes and Nani for this season. In the fact yeah. that the fan base was able to take a leap of faith and be okay with you bringing in a guy from Turkey to be one of the you know the stars of this season it's like okay but we got nani back and we've been asking for her for five years so i think that they do need to sprinkle a little bit of a oh where'd you find him and it just not be the you know because you guys have become mainstays and as much as i think people love having you guys on the show i think that they want to see that the challenge gods as we call them are also their due diligence doing their due diligence to serve the veteran fan base and kind of keeping those people back in the fold to where it's not just you know you guys who seem to be grandfathered in and I think until you start to say no, they're going to keep bringing you back. We'd love to see some of these cast members that we see on social media putting it out there. Hey, I'd do another one, you know, but they're not getting on the show. We want to know that there are some spots being reserved for them and for us, essentially, as viewers. Yeah. I mean, there's a re- – listen, dude, if I had the answers to why those people aren't on, I mean, you know, again, I, I, that's that's kind of above my pay grade. But you do have to realize as well, I mean – there's a lot of people you want to see on, but there's a lot of people who have moved on. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people who, I mean, there's a reason it's Wes and Nani weren't coming on because they, it, it, because they didn't want to, they weren't being asked. I mean, they just had other things going on in their lives. And Derek, you know, as well as I do, the game has changed a lot, right? From, from going back in the day. So thinking that someone who hasn't been on a challenge for the last five, six, seven, I don't know, eight years, is going to be able to come back. It's a different landscape, dude. I mean, the environment has changed so much. The format of the show has changed so much. It's got so much more intense mentally, uh, physically, emotionally. There's a lot of people who just, even if they came back, I don't know if they would even be able to, 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 to survive in this new challenge landscape that's out there. I think one of the only reasons that I've been as successful as I have is because I never left. I've been able to kind of see it change over time and adapt and change with it. Had I been one of these guys that, you know, took off, got married, started a family, done all this stuff, took, took, took a bunch of time off, there's no saying that I would have even been able to come back and, and adapt to the, to the changing landscape. So I think that's another thing that, 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 they, that they factor in is if we were to bring back one of these fan favorites, one of these people that hasn't been on the challenge in, in years and has taken time off and maybe wants to come back, would they even be able to, 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 to hack it? And that's kind of a big risk where you could take someone from another reality television show that is, I mean, still in the mix, that is still hungry to be on reality TV, that is still trying to make a name for themselves or trying to, you know what I mean? Knowing that that person, you're probably going to get a lot more out of them. So I think they're just playing it safe, dude. I think they're looking at it like, again, we're going to keep our mainstays there. We know these people bring ratings. We know that by having them there, they're going to bring that segment of like the old school fan base. <clears throat> then by having us there, that's what gets the eyeballs. It's going to then introduce these new cast members and then possibly take, you know, possibly then create um, new fans out of the existing fans who are there to watch the vets. You know what I mean? And then they're going to uh, essentially, um, you know, create, create n- new characters that they're into based on the fact that they're tuning in to see us. 
<clears throat> so I don't really know, man. I keep yeah. telling D he needs to keep talking shit about Turbo on social uh, media. If that's what he's got to do to make it happen here. Yeah, man. Hey, uh, you, you, know, you know what, man? You, you got to have this sick sense of, of, of savagery instilled in you to, you know, to come, to come back or to come out of like, you know, some real life job that, you know, that you've done. And then I agree have like kids, like you have kids, you take, like, you have to be a sick fucker to I, come back and put yourself through this brand new cutthroat game yep. with these brand new characters who yep. have this sick sense of savagery, enjoyment of savagery and, and like it, you know, and yeah. like, you know, it's also, you know what else, you know what else it is? I'm 36 now, man. I'm not 22 anymore. So it's like, a lot of these younger cast members, a lot of these newer kids can come on and they can do things, behave in a certain way, act a total fool, hook, do whatever, have sex, like all the shit that it's like I'm not comfortable doing anymore. So – and I've been on. I haven't left, dude. I've been on like nonstop on a regular basis for the last 13 years. You then take a person who like Derek was just referring to, has moved on, got a real job, started a family, possibly married later on in life probably has completely different goals and expectations of what they want to do. You put them in that environment and it's like, what the fuck did I sign up for? You know, and this is not what I remember it being because Derek, you know, as well as I do, the challenge used to be a totally different animal. It used to be a party. It's like, we're going on spring break and then there's going to be a little, some competition peppered in. Now it's like, we are going, we're signing up for essentially like, one of the one of the craziest, gnarliest psychological, uh, you know, experiments that 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 you know that someone could could craft. So, but, but you have to bring the spring break mentality with you. You know, you like to yeah. it, to 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 fit that character. You saw what Brad did on Vendettas. You know, in walks Brittany, and he's just like, "All right, I guess yep. this is my ticket." And that bought him yep. another season, didn't it? Yep. You know, I'm not saying yeah. he did it for that reason, but that yeah. was sort of you know, you got this guy who in the in the last few years, I don't know how many it was he took off seven, I think, or something like that. You know, building businesses for himself, building a family for himself, maturing. You would think outside of that, you know, kind of comfort zone of the partying and the fighting and stuff like that. He didn't necessarily dive all all in on all accounts, but you know. Ends up, you know, doing enough hooking up to where they're like, all right, Brad's yeah. back in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it really is. It's like, it's, dude, it's like, uh, yeah, it's like, it's like going to, it's like being an adult going into a toy store and just, it's like being an adult going on spring break, essentially. And you're like surrounded by all these like crazy kids that are running around spraying champagne all over the place, running around. It's like, it's almost kind of too much. If, if you've been away for it for that long, coming back to it, it's almost like, whoa. My thing is, I've grown old, but I haven't grown up. And I think that's what the challenge has enabled me to do. Like, I literally feel like Peter Pan and Never Neverland and all the, these new challenge kids like the Lost Boys. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like even though I've been away, it's like even though I have obviously like, like, like grown older, like on these shows, being constantly surrounded by like the reality television environment, you know, these these new uh, these, you know, early 20 year old kids were just like high on life and full of piss and vinegar and just have this like zest for life that it's like you're around that. And that's, and that tends to, um, and that tends to like, uh, uh, envelop you as well. And that's one of the reasons why it's like, I feel like in a lot of ways, like, even though, like, like, I still feel like I have the, the mentality of like, you know, someone in their early twenties, because it's like, that's the environment that I've lived in for the last decade of my life. Um, 
and, and I'm still able to kind of, that's why when I go into the challenge, when I'm there, it's like, I still kind of think in, in a lot of ways and, and act like, uh, <laughs> like I'm still in college, man, because the, the challenge, it keeps you young, man. It really does. It keeps you young. It's like a fountain of youth. So, um, yeah, it's got, it's, but, it, but again, it's got, it's uh, there's, there's, there's drawbacks and there's benefits to that. I want to go back to D's game of, of naming somebody and seeing where your head's at with them. And this is someone we asked you about the first time he came on. And that was after you had filmed final reckoning. Uh, but before this whole season, uh, which, and the person I want to ask you about is Paulie Calafiore. I remember the first time uh, you came on, I mentioned that I thought he had a chance to become a Johnny bananas type figure in folklore. And what I meant by that was, and I, I don't mean he's going to be a 20 season veteran, Who's, you know, when you hear, think of the challenge, you think of Paulie, but just in the same sense of he delivers on the field and you can't argue that at least so far in War of the Worlds, he's done so. And he's a very polarizing figure. No one's indifferent about Paulie. No one says Paulie who they either hate him or they respect him. You know, it's it's one or the other. And it's one of those things where I think he can fill that role in the show. Now, granted, there's this stuff with Carr, the relationship stuff. Has your opinion on him changed at all, having played at least a little bit of a second season with him and seen how well he's done on War of the Worlds? And where do you fall in the love triangle between Kyle, Polly, and Carr? All right. So, um, please, again, Scott, and we talked about this last time, I don't ever compare me to this guy again. It would mean <laughs> a lot. Uh, I mean, I was just pointing very, out that I made that comparison last time. I don't know that it's, it's an, the right. It's an, on, it's it's not the right comparison, dude. Absolutely yeah. not. The difference, in, and, and and here's why. There, there, there's a few reasons. Paulie is what the challenge is. Paulie's life. Okay, this guy he has nothing else. It, it literally going for him. There's nothing else that this guy does except live and breathe and want to be on the challenge. Okay, I. While the challenge for me has always been something that I've done, it's never enveloped my entire existence. I don't think about, breathe, live, obsess over the challenge 24 hours a day, seven days a week, which is why every time this guy's on social media, that's all he's talking about. And anytime he's ever come at me, it always somehow involves the challenge and taking the challenge away and being the next best. And it's like, dude, have, have at it, okay? My, my thing is this. I've in the past been a villain, right? I've in the past been, you know, disliked, but that dislike stems from who I am on the show and things that I've done on the show. Pauly, the disdain and the utter dislike for him is outside of the show. It's things that he's done, the way that he's acted off the show that has earned this level of, you know, hatred you know, that, 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 that towards him. So for me, it's like, I'm okay with being disliked on television. I'm okay with being disliked as who I am and who I portray and what I've done on TV. It's never been like a, we, people hate me for who I am in reality and the, and who I am as a person. And I think that's the difference, um, between this character that he's created, this villain that he's created. Um, and you know, I question, I have since I met him and I still do question all of his motives when it comes to the game, when it comes to his relationship with Kara, you know, what his intentions are, man. And it's like, it has nothing to do with the love of the game. It has nothing to do with, you know, coming and wanting to compete. It has to do with any way he possibly can to, you know, make a name and, and, and get more followers and, you know, stay in the public eye and, and, and stay relevant. And, um, 
it's not just him. I mean, that's just the nature of the beast with a lot of these new cast members is their goal, their mission in life is to find a way to stay relevant on, you know, by using the challenge on social media. And it's just a new generation of, of people that, that, that we're dealing with. They want this instant gratification. They want this, this instant fame. They want to become an overnight sensation, an overnight name without having to work for it. I mean, I've never seen anyone that's accomplished less on a challenge who talks about it as if he's like a 10 season, six win vet. It's like, dude, his first season, the guy spent 90% of it as the redemption house landlord, right? He comes into this season and granted, I mean, he's come out of the gate, you know, hot, but he's also got a very strong partner and he's mixed in with a very solid, you know, alliance at this point. But my thing has always been like, you know, you need to have some sort of, of a body of work before you can start walking around like you've accomplished something. And again, I mean, it's not just, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of these new kids. It's like, they've, they've done nothing. They've accomplished nothing. And it's almost like they talk this big game, but it's like, dude, we need to see, you got, you need, you have nothing to show for it essentially. Um, so as far as his ceiling is concerned, I mean, again, I mean, the guy, when, when it comes to the athletic part of the game, when it comes to, you know, he definitely, you know, brings it in that regard, uh, polarizing. Absolutely. But it's almost like toxic, dude. I mean, if that's, I, I don't know, I don't see the problem. Like I said before, is it's, is it's, I've always, when I've been disliked as a villain, it's always been like, I've been disliked because I'm mischievous. I've been disliked because I'm cutthroat. He's disliked because he's dislikable, and that's a completely different animal. So, um, and if th- but if that's the character he wants to be, and if that's who he wants to portray, and if that's who he thinks, you know, that's what it's, it, it's gonna is gonna get him the most attention and most camera time. Then so be it. Not my choice, not the way I'd want to go. Um, but you know, we each to each their own, and uh, you know, some people are, some people are okay with having you know a totally uh, negative perspective um, of who they are on TV. Have him and Kara's relationship, has that affected you and Kara at all? Because I felt like your bond seemed a little stronger uh, towards the middle of last year than it does coming into this year. Um, and their, yeah. their bond is obviously strengthened. Yeah, I think a lot of it had to do with um, – I mean that started at the beginning of the relationship. I mean me and, me and Kara coming out of Final Reckoning, I mean we really, we really got close that season. I think it's because we were both pushed into the same corner. You know, it's not that we weren't cool before that season, but I think that season really, um, you know, we, we were kind of forced into the same corner and, and, and we bonded. And I saw a difference and I saw a side of her that I'd never seen before. And I really did see Kara kind of grow up and come into her own. Um, finally, you know, kind of I think she really did, for, for you know, finally found, you know, really who she was and got a sense of like like who she was and what she was all about um, and was comfortable with being who she was for the first time. Um, and I think it, it, it was just, it was just a bad, uh, you know, things all just happened. At, it, 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 the timing was just so strange because that was also the season that, you know, you had Pauly come in who was dead set on making a name for himself on the challenge. I mean, make no mistake, dude, Pauly was a absolute super fan coming onto the show. I've never, I, he knows more about the challenges that I've been on than I know myself. You know, he told me like coming in, like, you know, me and my dad, we spent all this time watching the challenge. And I'm just like, dude, like, th- like you're really into this show. And I think he saw Cara then as a way to, um, 
you know, enhance his image. And that's essentially uh, what, 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 what has happened, I guess. And, but in the, but in that happening, you know, I think uh, in a lot of ways he saw the relationship that her and I had, had, had developed and, and that I had established and kind of the amount of, you know, recognition and notoriety that, that we had gotten for working together and being this really strong, you know, uh, power couple, this dual coming, this duo coming together. And I think he resented that in a lot of ways. So he's gone, he's done a lot. The demise of mine and Carr's relationship has his fingerprints all over it. Okay. And I, listen, I love Cara. I always have, I always will. Um, I think that she, uh, is unfortunately very impressionable in some ways. And I think that, um, a lot of the decisions that she's making, a lot of things that she's doing are not necessarily being done, um, you know, by her. And I think he has a lot to do with, uh, the way she's acting right now and the things that she's doing. I think our relationship again, um, deteriorating and not to the point where it's like, I have no, I harbor no ill will against her. I have no resentment towards her. I just think that, um, you know, it's very difficult to be friends with someone when your significant other, you know, does not like them and they're, you know, in, in their head constantly. And, uh, it's unfortunate, but that's just kind of the nature of things. But, um, you know, that's, that's what happens. With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming. Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Right now, switch your family to T-Mobile and get four lines for $25 a line with AutoPay and 5G access included on America's largest 5G network. So don't wait. Get unlimited and nationwide 5G access for the whole family for just $25 a line. Visit a T-Mobile store or T-Mobile.com today. Plus taxes and fees. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using over 50 gigs a month due to data prioritization. Video at 480p. Unlimited while on our network. Qualifying credit and full plus lines required. Capable device required for 5G. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain features. Ctmobile.com. Can, can we finish my love triangle question? Yeah, what was the love triangle question? I missed that. Kyle is the third one in this triangle or quad, quadruplet or whatever it's called. I'd, uh-huh. I'd, fuck, up, I'd fuck up a, a math game too in a, in a challenge. But... Um, yeah, so like it, it it's it's kind of see. I feel like I I can't tell whether you and Kyle are, are are cool and like, uh, you know, watching you guys on social media is that is that a friendship? Is that you guys fucking around or? I love Kyle. Listen, I love Kyle. I don't trust him as far as I can throw him, but I love the guy. Um, I mean, Kyle's that guy that's gonna do. Listen, Kyle is, 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 is the guy that will, he would literally sell the shoes off his own dead grandmother if he had to, to make a buck. You know what I mean? I mean, that's, that's just the type of guy he is, but I understand that about him. Um, you watch this last season. It was like, I was under, you know, no, no impression ever in that game that he was 100% in my corner. Cause he wasn't, Kyle's going to do whatever he can to save himself for one more day. Um, I mean, if you saw it, you know, in the deliberation, you know, on his way out, it, you know, Instead of instead of trying to put sway sway the vote in the other direction, he basically sways it towards me. Um, and then when you look on the bridge, uh, when we were doing our elimination, I mean, he was literally helping, telling Jenna what to tell Zach in order for Zach to beat me on that board. Um, but it, but it's like I I get that I'm not you know I just but he's one of those guys where me and him just we, we in a lot of ways 
like he provides me with like that that sense of like comic relief or that person to pick on or that person to go back and forth and joke around with um that it just makes kind of you know the, the experience that much less gnarly to deal with you know what i mean i mean i have leroy for that as well for comic relief but kyle kind of serves the same purpose and you know we're cool as fuck off the show um I know that whatever went down between you know him and Carr was was bad, but I think, I mean, he's it's almost like the evil you know is better than the evil you don't, and I think she's found herself in a much more detrimental relationship and position mm. now than she was before. Um, and I and I've said this, man. I've said this b- before. I said this, you know, when 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 things got really bad there in, in, in her relationship. I mean, me and her were talking every day, dude. Me and her were literally talking every day, and it was almost as if it was like. She'd seen the light, you know what I mean? And she kind of, you know, figured out what the truth was and what was actually going on and what, and what people's true intentions were. Um, and she had this moment of clarity. But um, unfortunately, again, I think that that all uh, fell by the wayside. But again, it's like not my it, listen, it's not my uh, a, a spot or position to like tell people what relationships to be in and which ones not to be. At the end of the day, it's it'll all come out in the wash, and if and if and if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. If it's not, you know, it's it, it's not. So only, only time will tell. But where I'm at right now, I mean, I've always been cool with Kyle. Me and Kyle have never had a falling out. We've never had a beef. You know, him and Kara obviously had their. Um, you know, they have their. Uh, I think a lot of that though, a lot of the animosity between the two of them. I think it's because there's still like some unresolved feelings there on both ends. You know what I mean? And while everyone's like, oh, Carl's obsessed with Kyle. I mean, dude, it goes, it cuts both ways. Like I remember when we were on final reckoning, like Kyle literally was like every day being like, I don't want to see you flirting with other guys. So it's almost like Kyle kind of wanted his cake and he wanted to eat it too. Um, and then coming into this season, it, it was the same. I mean, he, there was definitely, there's definitely still some, some feelings there on both sides, which I think really complicates things. I mean, when they were dating, I mean, dude, she brought him to Boston, met, met her, you know, he met her parents. Um, they spent Christmas together. Like this isn't something you do with just someone you're just casually hooking up with, you know? Um, and, and I've said this, dude, I think, I mean, I don't, I would not want to switch places with either one of them because I think being in a relationship on the challenge has got to be the most brutal thing you could possibly have to deal with because now you are or being or being broken up, having a relationship and having to, you know, be at odds with this person. So now you're in a house with someone that you still have feelings for, but you don't want to show it because then you don't want that to come through on camera where you look jealous, but then you have to watch this other person flirting with or hooking up with someone else right under your nose. So you're still trying to focus on this very intense game um, and strategize and be in the moment when you've got all these other distractions going on. Like, I don't know, man. It's a, it, it's a weird, you know, situation to be in. All right, ladies and gentlemen, more with our guest in just a moment. But I want to tell you about our awesome DraftKings contest we have coming up. Guys, we're back at it again. We've teamed up with our friends at DraftKings so you can play free fantasy basketball this Friday, March 15th. That's right, totally free, no deposit, no money down. Here's what you'll need to do. Go to dkng.co slash challenge mania. That's dkng.co slash challenge mania. Draft a full lineup of players 
for free. Watch your players rack up points, score the most points, and you win. First place takes home a custom Challenge Mania shirt to go with any winnings you take from the contest. That's right. This is a Challenge Mania shirt that you cannot buy at challengemania.shop. You will have this. You can brag to your Challenge Maniac friends that you won this. The only way you can win it by winning a DraftKings contest. Make sure to act quickly because this contest won't be around forever. It locks on Friday the 15th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. To enter, just go to dkng.co slash challengemania. That is dkng. I'll slow it down. dkng.co slash challengemania. Derek and I will also have the links available on all of our social pages. That's Twitter. That's Instagram. Make sure you go check out those as well. You can click that way if it's easier for you. What are you waiting for? Get drafting now. It is hoop season, folks. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. All right. Back to our interview. Speaking of uh, relationships on or off the challenge, this question's from Antonio, a.k.a. the Johnny Bananas Defender. Uh, he wants to know, he wrote in a few questions, but this is the one I picked for obvious reasons. Are you dating Morgan? We've paid close attention to some of your posts recently. Seems like you guys had some fun traveling a bit after your elimination. What's the deal there? What's the deal with Morgan? It's, it's Benorgan, bro. What's the deal with Benorgan? <laughs> hold on. Hold on one second. I, I think what? I asked that question again. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah. oh. <laughs> cue the air horn. Yeah. You cue the air horn. Oh my God. What? Oh. Hi. Hi, Morgan. Hey, You're on live with Derek and Scott. Oh my gosh. I was not expecting this. I'm just innocently watching Netflix on the couch. Thank you. What are you watching Listen. on Netflix? Oh my gosh! Um, I'm watching. What's the like the tidying up show with Maria? Oh, Maria Candor or whatever. <laughs> yes. Oh, my wife's trying to get me to watch that because she thinks I collect too much shit. Um, it's quite inspirational. I, I really think you should hop on. Okay, so you guys must be dating because you're already watching. Like, how well, should we organize our apartment <laughs> shows on Netflix? Um, I mean, he had nothing to do with the show picking, but. I mean, it's guys. Everyone should watch the show. It's inspirational. He's already letting you pick the TV material. This sounds like <laughs> something's going on here. Um, well, I mean, I just had free reign to the TV because he's been chatting for the past hour, so I just decided to make it my own. I'm well, taking over his Netflix show. Thank you for loaning him to us for a, a couple hours here. We appreciate that. You're so welcome. You know, you know, you know. It's because he's a champion. You're you're in the house with a the champion, there, Morgan. That's why well, he's been so on the is, phone so with is us he. She's a champion too. Yeah. Oh fuck! Yeah, um, you know Morgan's a big brother champion as well. I am back in back in my prime. Uh, I thought I thought we were gonna I thought we were gonna get this interview later, but since she's here, um, I just want to introduce myself. My name is Derek. Hey, I've uh, I have a fan question. What's that? I have a fan question. Hey Morgan, do you have any regrets picking bananas as your partner on the challenge? <laughs> I have no regrets. You know how many times I've been asked that question in my life? A lot. Um, I have absolutely zero regrets as I sit on your couch and watch your Netflix. Well, there you go. I mean, you might have not won the challenge, but it sounds like you guys won the game of life, right? I mean. <laughs> you know, that's a very um, positive way to look at it. Um, yeah, I mean, my time was short-lived, but I don't really have any regrets. Um, obviously, Fox, I would like up. to say maybe yeah. two more weeks. He's like, 
But did you guys have you guys been on YouTube lately? Have you seen the amazing Dougie, uh, escapades we went on after the stop challenge? Stop speaking so I can listen. <laughs> no, it's amazing. We have seen that. I think that's why Antonio was wondering if you guys were uh, were a thingamajig, and I think you've you've proven to answer that question quite well. Morgan, I got to say, if you're looking to get back on the challenge, you are watching Netflix on the right couch, my friend. So kudos <laughs> to you for. For shacking up with the might have not been the right guy to partner with on this particular season, but it's got legs in more ways than one. Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't think that's my intention, despite what I'm sure people are saying all over the internet. But yeah, sure. Rumors are that's how you big brothers like to pick your relationships. Yeah, uh, see, I like to put myself in a different category than all the quote unquote big brother rejects, which. Someone called us. Um, I don't know. I just, I like reality TV is not my life. Like I feel like a lot of the big brother people like view it. So I don't know. I don't believe in like the whole faking showmances and dating someone just to, you know, like get people talking and all that jazz. But I mean, it's reality TV. So, so is it Facebook official? How do you guys categorize yourself at the, at the moment? Um, Hey, didn't you say, didn't you say in an interview more than love? Wait, what's the phrase? More than, (laughs) I'm going to fuck this up. Um, more than friends, less than lovers. There we go. Oh, I like that. More than friends, less than lovers. That's like the name of the next counting crows album. I love it. It's fantastic. Um, Yeah, I figured that the best way to put it. All right. Well, why don't we, D, why don't we let them enjoy uh, the most boring series to ever hit Netflix? Do you have anything else for Johnny or Morgan before we let them go? Yeah, I got, I got one for Morgan. Who's the biggest? Morgan, Morgan's put herself out there enough on reality TV. She has to keep some things to herself. Morgan, <laughs> who's the biggest asshole you met on the challenge? The biggest asshole I met on the challenge. Ooh, wow. Like what a question. I'm in the room. You better not say me. Okay. Well, since I can't put you in this category, um, I don't know. I'm just not the biggest fan of Zach, quite frankly. Um, I don't know. I just would prefer, like, if you're in this experience, at least act like you want to be there. And even, like, the first night, his vibe was weird. It's like, you don't want to speak to me. Also, if I ask to use your shower, there's absolutely no reason I should not be allowed to shower in your shower, Zach. Stupid. But, Wait, yeah, he wouldn't let you use his shower? Well, so after the mud challenge, when I was absolutely demolished, I was coated in mud and all the showers were being used. So Johnny was like, oh, just go use our shower. So I walk in there looking like a wreck. And I, like, I went to go shower and Zach was like, you can't be in here. Like, whatever, the maids are stealing my stuff. Like, you need to leave. And I was like, I literally just need to take a shower. But he's had a bad experience here in new york i think it was last year at a reunion taping he got like all of his stuff stolen and those maids were furious when they got home and it's all these ugly hawaiian shirts they're like who did we rob this guy has no fashion sense whatsoever yeah so yeah maybe get better fashion sense and people won't steal from you hey morgan thanks for coming on (laughs) um thanks for having me guys i wasn't expecting this one um do you do you need johnny back Maybe just to say goodbye to the Challenge okay, Maniacs. Yeah. <laughs> nice to meet you, Morgan. Let's talk nice to you soon. Nice you guys, too. Yeah. This is very unexpected. Johnny! Expect the unexpected on the Challenge, Morgan. No, I'm used to that on Big Brother, not with the Challenge, though. Um, let me... Oh, I think he's doing laundry. What is it? Hey, can you come say goodbye to your podcast people?
All right, everybody, more with the interview in just a moment, but I do have to tell you about a new sponsor we're working with called BetterHelp. Uh, we all have moments in our life when stuff's getting you down, stuff interferes with your happiness, preventing you from being maybe productive, achieving your goals, whether they be daily goals, weekly goals. Uh, sometimes it's hard to even want to get out of the house. And uh, BetterHelp, what they do is they provide online counseling. You get help on your own time at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions plus chat and text with your therapist and you don't even have to leave your house. We've all suffered from stuff like this. Depression, stress, anxiety, relationship issues, anger, family conflicts, grief, self-esteem, sleeping issues, trauma. It's all stuff that is a part of life. And uh, anything you share with your counselor is absolutely confidential. That's a must. If you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time. They have 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states. BetterHelp Online Counseling is there for you no matter what your issue is. There's four communication modes, text, chat, phone, and video. You can start communicating in under 24 hours. It's affordable, professional, convenient, secure, and we're really proud to be working with BetterHelp because they are providing a fantastic service for anyone who needs it. And as we know, mental health is a really important issue that isn't talked about enough, so we're happy to be talking about it here with you on Challenge Mania. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. Challenge Mania listeners get 10% off with BetterHelp for your first month. All you got to do is use the discount code MANIA. Why not get started today? If you're having one of those days, go to betterhelp.com mania. Simply fill out a questionnaire and help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor that you will love. That's betterhelp.com mania. All right, back to the interview. We weren't ready for a Morgan podcast. Neither was I. It's all right. Nice um, little cameo. Yeah, the, actually, you're not the first. You're not the first unexpected cameo. We did have uh, Tori jump on when we had Jordan on at some oh, point. Oh my god, I love her. She's great. Do you do you live out there? Yeah, I live in uh, West Hollywood. Okay. Um, I feel like you're friends with Corey Brooks. Is that the one? Uh, Am I wrong? Is that a bad? Is that a bad one? Um, is that a bad one? I don't know. I can't remember. All you guys, we're, we're yeah. acquaintances. He okay. was one of my exes on X on the Beach. That's it. That's where I'm getting it. That's where I'm getting yeah. it. X on the Beach too. Oh, you do? I'm so sorry about that. I I, I love it. I'm actually pissed at myself that I I haven't been uh, caught up with all the episodes. Oh, you're in for a handful with the rest of this show. Just wait for, the, wait for the reunion. It's great. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, I'm going to have to do like a, like a marathon because dating back to when was it Farah? I don't even fucking know. I can't remember. I missed a lot. I missed a lot. Oh, you'll have to catch it. Well, here's Johnny. He'll come say nice goodbye. Nice to meet you, Morgan. Thanks, Thanks nice for checking in with us. Appreciate it. <laughs> Give me that look. Hey. Hey! That was awesome. <laughs> Surprise! Yeah, I love it. I love it, man. That was. You're great. like, huh? You're like, hey, we have a fan question. Are you? Wh- what's up with you two? Well, I think she answered it. We're Netflixing and chilling, dude. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, dude, we'll we'll let you get to the Netflix. D, you got anything else for Johnny before we let no, him go? Look, I have a lot for Johnny. I, I went. I I, did, I took all these notes, got all these questions together, and asked maybe like one or two. Maybe one day we will actually get to the challenge championships and to the six that no one will ever get to, and some of the shitty losses you've had. But in the meantime, brother. I really appreciate you coming on, and, uh, and, and, and thank you so much. 
No, man, guys, thanks for having me. Uh, Scott, I also want to give you a uh, big shout out. Scott's about to be a daddy. So um, I appreciate you fitting me in to your already busy schedule and, uh, you know, really putting your priorities straight, Scott. I was saying this earlier that only that, that, that I feel honored that you put me, Johnny Bananas, as a, as a priority over your firstborn. Like that, to me, man, that means that means the world to me, man. So, so thanks. I appreciate you coming John, on, brother. Johnny, that's that's two births and one podcast that you've been a part that you've been a part of. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're rewriting history, gentlemen. So, in, so in a way, Scott, you're kind of like my dad too. <laughs> You've got two, it. you've got two kids. I think the one you're about to have is probably going to be a little more mature than me, though. Well, yeah. it's so fun. We someone gave us some clothes recently, and a couple of them were like uh, onesies with bananas on them. So once well, he I'll once just, he pops out, we'll put him in some of those. We'll send you some pics. Well, I'll send you a. How about I just send you a Johnny Bananas onesie too, man? We there just, you go, Johnny Banana. The, the collection going early. I love it. All right, all right, brother. Appreciate you, man. You got it, man. Take it easy. Yep. Right. Talk soon. All right, what a fun chat with Johnny Bananas. Just a quick reminder, that was brought to you by Care of Vitamins. Care of is a monthly subscription vitamin service that delivers completely personalized vitamin and supplement packs right to your door. With the winter blues coming to an end, it's finally time to get back into a routine that empowers you to feel your healthiest. Give yourself an extra boost this season, whether you're looking for more energy, better sleep, or something else to help you feel better or healthier. I took the online quiz, and it really helped me pick out the vitamins that I needed for my daily packs. They have a fun online quiz that asks you about your diet, health goals, lifestyle choices. It takes five minutes. 90% of people fall short of the FDA recommended guidelines for at least one vitamin or nutrient. Find out where you are lacking with Care-of's online quiz. Trust me, I took this quiz. I loved it. They gave me some vitamins that helped me sleep better. They add some energy when I want to go to the gym, even when my body's telling me, hey, Scott, you don't want to go to the gym. A portion of every sale from Care-of goes towards the G-O-O-D Plus Foundation. That's the Good Plus Foundation, which which provides expectant mothers in need with valuable prenatal vitamins, a cause that is very near and dear to my heart these days especially. All right, here's the best part, guys. For 50% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins, just go to TakeCareOf.com and enter Challenge 50. So you can try this amazing product as well. You take the online quiz and they figure out exactly what you need to make your life better from a vitamin and supplement point of view. And I'm telling you, this thing works. I loved it. 50% off, folks. Just go to TakeCareOf.com and enter Challenge 50. All right, there he is, Johnny Bananas, being welcomed down the aisle by the lovely Morgan as well. Who knew Miss Elizabeth was going to join the Macho Man today? Wow, wow. What a great analogy. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, wandering eyes, Kaczynski. You got wandering he, eyes. He doesn't, he doesn't disappoint, though, right? Like, as far as entertainment goes, like, you know, he gave us, you know, all the juice and then some. And then he brings on Benorgan yeah. out of nowhere. What a great Stop. answer. Are you and Morgan dating? Uh, I don't know. Ask her. She's on my couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She dodged the question. And then she was like, eh, more than friends. Less than lovers. She finally found it. I'll tell you right now, if she was over and they were watching like a Lakers game, I'd be like, all right, maybe they're just hanging out. She's watching like the Maria Condor fix your apartment and make it less cluttery show at his his place. Does that sound like somebody moving in or what? Yeah, I think I think it's uh, 
podcast official. Podcast official is Challenge Mania official. (laughs) Guys, we want to thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate you. I just want to let you guys know we do plan this week to have a war room for you on Wednesday with a special guest. We do plan to have Miss Carmaria Sorbello for you. We do plan to have a big guest for you early next week. But look, as we mentioned before, uh, I do have a baby on the way, and babies do not care about your podcast plans. So if anything changes, if an interview drops out, if we have to take a little break here down the line, we hope you bear with us here, and we'll try to let you know and keep you updated. But that's the plan, is to keep some veteran interviews coming your way. We will probably have to take a little bit of time off when little baby boo decides to join us. But other than that, we have some fun guests on the way, including, as I mentioned, Miss Car Maria Sorbello coming this Thursday. It all goes to plan, but, uh, you know... <laughs> plans what are plans am i right johnny had plans to make it far into the season of the challenge we saw how those worked out yeah and all and all the blessings and love and prayers going you know towards you 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 and Lindsay, and uh you know we appreciate you guys you know um you know continuing to to do some you know podcast work for everybody uh to you know to keep everyone happy so but you know just so you know it's it's appreciated uh all across the board so not just from me. We appreciate all the kind words. I see you guys out there on social media and the DMs and stuff like that wishing us well. It means the world to us. I appreciate that, and I pass it all along to uh, Lindsay as well. She appreciates that. Just want to shout out our sponsors one more time. Care of Vitamins. You can get 50% off your first month of personalized Care of Vitamins. I'm not kidding, man. I used this. I loved it. You, you take the quiz. You plug in what you're looking for, and they send exactly what you're looking for. And this is stuff that when you go wandering the aisles of a vitamin shop, you don't know exactly what you need to fit what's going on in your life, but they will figure it out for you and send them to you in nice little daily packets. It's beautiful. Takecareof.com. Enter the code CHALLENGE50 for 50% off. Also, remember, we have the DraftKings contest this Friday. It is 100% free. It's free, guys. Fantasy hoops. Even if you don't know, pick the the, the players you've heard of. You know, you get a chance to win some DraftKings cash. And in addition, you will win, if you win this thing, a Challenge Mania shirt that we don't even sell. And I'm not even going to tell you what it is, but when it shows up on your door, you're going to be like, I am glad I played that fantasy challenge with DraftKings and Challenge Mania. It's dkng.co slash Challenge Mania. And that's how you can play with us. Also want to shout out our man Hulk Hogan. That's right, the immortal one. He's got that appearance on March 23rd down in Clearwater, Florida. If you want to check it out, go to hogansbeatshop.com and you can buy tickets to meet the Hulk, get your stuff signed, get your photos with him, tell him about those memories, watching him slamming Andre the Giant at WrestleMania 3, whatever you want to do. And if you use the code CHALLENGE when you buy your tickets, you get a free Hulk Hogan bandana. And even if you don't live in Florida, brother, you can go and just spend $25 at the Hogan shop, hogansbeatshop.com, buy whatever you want online. If you spend $25, bucks, action figure, your t-shirt whatever you want to buy use that same code challenge and you can also get a free hulk hogan bandana and if you do it quickly you might have it come the first weekend of april you know what's on tv then it'd be cool to be watching that whole deal when you got a hulk hogan bandana in your hair so uh yeah just want to shout out our man uh mr hogan as well first week of april what's the first week of april sorry what it rhymes with, it rhymes with vesselpania oh yeah i didn't know that is yeah. he gonna be there who knows is he doing wrestlemania who knows is he going to be announced or something? We Who don't knows? know. Hey, but I've been to the beach shop. I'm going to post some pictures. He's got some awesome stuff. If you haven't been to the beach shop, uh, you should go. If you can meet Hulk Hogan, you should go. And uh, and if you get some gear, just to say you got some Hogan gear, I, I- I'd do it. I-, I did it. So yeah. I'm just saying. It's Hulkamania and Challenge Mania running wild, and all you got to do is use the code CHALLENGE when you check out, spending 25 bucks, or uh, buying those tickets to meet Hulk. My nephew, my brother and my nephew went to go meet Hulk in a meet and greet in September. They said he couldn't have been sweeter, couldn't have been more humble. He signed my nephew's shirt. I got a picture of Hulk flexing with him. It's really cool. So 
probably Oof. the most famous and storied wrestler of all time, Mr. Hulk Hogan. It's cool to be working with him here. Challenge Mania. Just like, I mean, probably the most storied challenge competitor of all time, D. Sorry, Mark <laughs> Long, but it might be Johnny Bananas, who we just spoke to on this show. And uh, that was a really fun interview. I'm glad he I'm could glad be. We were able he to- could be. Is he the NWO Hulk Hogan? Yeah. Um, guys, I, I realize there's you know some stories that you guys maybe wanted us to be talking about here today. We're not going to talk about that out of respect of people who have asked us to kind of drop that story for now. And uh, in, in, in general, also, I think there needs to be more information out there before we just start inferring and uh, asking questions and putting opinions out there on the matter. So that's why we kept this episode free of all of that. And if that's why you came to this episode, we apologize. But we thought that was the responsible thing to do. And uh, maybe down the line, those will be conversations that we have with other people but appreciate you guys listening and hope you guys enjoyed the interview as much as we enjoyed having it because man johnny bananas and uh, a really important season we've had uh, on war of the worlds it's great to get his take on it here it's free friday with challenge mania and DraftKings. that's all i can think about scott yes. free friday on friday hit this us up friday. on twitter at shot of jaeger he's at derek mtv on instagram i'm at scott of jaeger he's at derek mtv and on facebook facebook.com slash challenge mania podcast all right what you gonna do brother Free Friday! Free Friday! Free Friday! All right, guys, this ends your time here on Challenge Mania. Take care of yourselves, and hopefully we'll see you in the future. Big Mac, Chicken McNuggets, no... Big Mac and Quarter Pounder with cheese. Or filet fish You'd be doing the same thing if you were at McDonald's because you can choose not just one, but two of your favorites for just six bucks. Tasty Big Mac, crispy 10-piece chicken McNuggets, juicy Quarter Pounder with cheese, or savory filet fish Enjoy two of your all-time favorites for just six bucks, if you can decide on the two. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price.